2: Oh yeah, two guys who finished last in New Hampshire, so we're suspending our campaign. What's up, kids? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Vision Pro-Cheeseman. And this is Chad, zombie killer sowash. And on this show, LinkedIn says bend over, a good week for Uncle Joe, and Google may have a hostage crisis on its hands. Let's do this.
1: Emotional damage!
2: Chad, did you did you get up? Did you buy a pair of Vision Pros? Are you on, are you on the waiting list? Like
1: what? You mean the ones that cost like three million dollars a piece? No, I did not. I did not get <laughs> three <laughs> thirty five hundred. Oh, so oh, okay. It's for the it's for the people.
2: It's a product yeah. for the people. Chad, <laughs> product for the people.
1: Blue collar people all over the world
2: will have them. S- they sold out. I was pretty shocked. Now, maybe yeah. you know, I had twenty five of them. Yeah, yeah. there stupid. there are a lot of people in the world who have more money than they know what to do with, and just uh, you know, drop the credit yeah. card. To buy them, but uh, and, and they're not yeah, we'll line see.
1: workers. I'm going to say that. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. I'm going to generalize. They're not line workers who have thirty five hundred bucks. And pretty sure bo-
2: the UAW is not going to be putting cars together with uh, the Apple Vision Pro uh, on on their heads.
1: Although I did do some zombie killing this week at the Sandbox VR this last weekend. Okay. Uh, that was, I mean, that was only fifty bucks a pop, and it was like a, an hour and a half in total. Get there, check in, training. Then you got uh, equipped, to get all your equipment put on. Uh, there are five of us that are fighting zombies. I mean, it was a blast. We should, we should have a Chad and Cheese VR zombie killing event in Indianapolis, or there are many cities uh, across the U.S. that we could, we could actually do these. It'd be, it'd be a blast. Good team build.
2: Yeah, this wasn't fifty dollars per zombie, was it? It was like fifty no. and all the zombies you can kill. I hope. Yes, yes, it was. It was a <laughs> blast. Yeah, totally, and, literally, and figuratively. Yeah, and speaking of zombies, uh, I know a few Bills mm. fans uh, who have been walking around like, uh, wow. they're dead um, <clears> after <throat> Hello that. loss. Wide right? To the to the Chiefs, yeah, that was so. I mean, only the Bills, Ooh. maybe the Browns or Ooh. the Lions, but the Lions, of course. So those that don't know, we have our final four in the NFL. We have San Francisco mm-hmm. taking on Detroit, and we have uh, Baltimore taking on Kansas City. What, what's your take on how this is going to play out?
1: I mean, Kansas City, they've been playing like shit all year, but they've bumbled into wins. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, they've just just—they've just won, and, and there, there's the Bills to, sh- to show you that. Uh, the Ravens, I mean, they've been playing hot. They're a strong team. I hope to see them win. At the end of the day, I want to see the Detroit Lions win. Yep. Period. Right, they yeah. are the massive underdog. Uh, all the other, all the others have won before. I want to see the, the the Lions come out of this as Super Bowl champs. It's going to be hard, but I, I hope it. I hope that's what happens.
2: Yeah, when this thing started, I was praying for a Cleveland Detroit uh, Super Bowl, which would probably so break, awesome. Would probably break the NFL. Uh, it would but break if, if the I internet. Can, if I can get the original Browns, <laughs> who are the Baltimore Ravens playing detroit i guess that's as oh. as close as we can do the the lions mm. in a super bowl blows my blows me away because yeah. that just doesn't happen uh i read something that said that the lions would consider bringing barry sanders back on a one-day contract <laughs> and have him play one down somehow that if they win, he can get a he can get a ring, which I think would be a feel good story. Well, I got to say,
1: Stafford happen. going to the Rams, winning with the Rams, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was I mean he was at, obviously longtime quarterback at, at at Detroit. Now, hopefully, watching that on the other side, that would be amazing with a Jared Goff, right? Yeah. I mean, just 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 Detroit overall, they deserve a win. Yeah. Now, your wife is a big Packers fan,
2: and. The Packers should have won that game. She is she, is, she pretty uh, well. She's got to be heartened by the fact that they're the the youngest team in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Jordan Love looks like a real quarterback.
1: He does, and they, they they should be playing this weekend. I've got to say the the Green Bay Packers know how to bring up a quarterback, right? And they're about the only team that does it this way. They had Aaron Rodgers. They they got Jordan Love behind Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. much like they had Aaron Rodgers behind uh, Brett Favre, right? So they they get them there. They get them knowing the system uh knowing the pl- I mean just all the way through they know how to build quarterbacks which I thought was amazing unlike Chicago where you throw you know Justin Fields into the freaking Lions mm-hmm. den right out of the gate so yeah I I mean I like the Packers just from their their the way that they look Football. I mean, they're they're yeah. wholly owned by you know Green Bay. They're just uh-huh. they're just an entirely different animal when it comes to uh, sports. And I've never liked Aaron Rodgers, so I'm glad he's fucking out of there. <laughs> and I hope Jordan Love kicks ass, takes names, so that you yeah. know Aaron Rodgers can just be smoked as nothing in the past. There's got to be an employment
2: lesson in there somewhere. Let's see: recruit well, Hell train well. well, upskill, and you win, people. Let's uh, look to the Packers. Sense. Look to the Packers for guys guidance everybody makes sense Makes sense. oh man we got a lot to cover so yep quick shout out to our friend julie callie guys oh, who yeah. listen uh if you listen to yeah. the show you know that we've done quite a few shows with julie we had a series on recruitment marketing that's all in the archives if you want to go to yes. chad but uh julie is now the cmo at linsa after a stint at recruitmentmarketing.com and recruitix she's a she goes back to SEO days uh oh God, in the yeah. mid the mid 2000s. Uh that was with six-figure jobs, I think. Uh so she's been around a while. She's going to kick ass. We we're going to see her at some point down the road, but shout out to uh to Julie Great person. I hope it's obviously a great opportunity. Uh, go kick ass. We're cheering for you here at Chad and Cheese.
1: Yeah, she might be in Budapest this week because uh, a lot of the the leadership team, uh, Gergo, uh, Joey Stubbs is finding his way over there a lot, yeah. uh, is in Budapest, which actually where my daughter lives. So hopefully mm-hmm. she gets a chance to go over there, enjoy a little Eastern block. It's a great place to be. Congratulations, not just to to Julie, who is a fucking superstar, but also to Lenza. Yeah. Uh, to be able to to have somebody on staff with that kind of cred. <laughs> All right. So winning, you know who's winning? Our listeners are winning. No, it, it, oh. it's, it's funny because our listeners are now watching us on YouTube. So I'm getting pictures from listeners who are watching us on big screen TVs in their living room. So kids, pop Scary. some corn, pour some drinks and watch a little Chad and cheese. But dude, seriously, this is surreal. I mean, people listening to us, that's one thing. In their cars, uh-huh. on the train, wherever they're doing, but in their front room. Hey, TVs are in bedrooms too, Chad.
3: What are you doing, <laughs> step bro?
2: I'm saying there may not be quite an aphrodisiac like Ooh. watching the Chad uh, and Cheese podcast. I'm just saying. A very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of boner killers, uh, one company got uh, punched in the mouth recently. Oh, You've probably seen oh, yeah. this. On, uh, on, on the socials. Uh, yes. My shout out goes out to Brittany Peach, No, that apparently is not a stripper name. That is her real name. (laughs) And she took her employer, I guess, past employer at this point, to the woodshed. Check out this TikTok uh, condensed version, the real version. If you're going to go check it out, search Brittany Peach. Or it sounds like a a Mario and Luigi character, (laughs) Princess Peach, Brittany Peach. Anyway, uh, so let's check out that video and and that soundbite from uh, Brittany sticking it to her employer.
1: Um, assessed on performance. This is a collective calibration for Cloudflare. So I just want to clarify that piece. I won't be able to add any kind of specifics on numbers or...
4: Wait, yeah,
3: no. Can you explain for me why Brittany Peach is getting let go?
1: The I won't be able to go into specifics for numbers.
3: Wait, why though? I just started. I've been working extremely hard just because I haven't closed anything that has nothing to do with my Ouch. performance... On a three-month ramp with just one month with two major holidays in the middle. I don't think that has anything to do with why I should be let go, if that makes sense. So I really need an answer and an explanation as to why Brittany Peach is getting let go, not why... Cloudflare decided to hire too many people then are now actually realizing that they can't afford this many people and they're letting that go. If that's the real answer, I would rather just you tell me that instead of making up some bullshit and telling me that right before I lose my job (laughs) from someone that I've never met before.
2: I love that. (laughs) She might be a listener, Chad, because she dropped the whole you hire too many people and now you're you're paying you're paying for it. We've talked about that on the show many times about these companies that overhired. Yes. And now people like Brittany, who clearly shouldn't be on the chopping block getting the four
1: months. She's been in the in the job and it's a sales job. So you've got a three month ramp where you're going through training and and all these things. Uh, That fourth month, which it sounds like was December, is a hell of a month to be starting. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. let, let me just tell you, Q four is not the easiest to start in. But Cloudflare, what did they do? They sent a couple of HR people in instead of the manager to be able to talk. And, and I yeah. got to say, as an as a very young manager back in the day when I had to fire people, I was told by my CEO that I need to sit down, shut up, be in the room, and let HR do what HR did. I learned mm-hmm. that was wrong. That was bullshit. Um, we are humans. We should be treating other humans like humans, or we're going to get a shitty brand. And these guys, I mean, Cloudflare, I don't even know how this yeah. is going to hit her brand, but they also had many openings on their website when they were going through this process. Whew, she needs a drink. She
2: does need a drink, uh, which is why she should head out to chadcheese.com. Click oh, that free link and and register for a chance to win uh, multiple prizes. But uh, booze is one of them. We're talking yes. a bourbon selection from each of us. Yep. Uh, our friends at Tex Kernel are, are powering that one. Uh, free mm-hmm. beer. Geez, a cold beer might might go good with that layoff. Good. Uh, that's from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. Uh, of course, we got T shirts. We're in the development stage of of getting some new stuff. So if you get a if you get a T shirt from us, it's uh, from our friends at JobGet. And if it's your birthday, Chad, you could yes. win a lovely bottle of rum, mm. and that is from our friends at Plum. That's right, I said Plum. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. All <laughs> right, celebrating another trip around the sun. Our listeners: Tony Leoy, Stephanie Krishnan, Matthew Miller. Ed John Zatuski from Philly, Lynette Phillips, <laughs> Rich Carrington, Kalia Gromlick, Shelly Karse, Ben Stewart, Chris Amato, Dandy Don Sabatino, josh jay-z roethlisberger zwane there and, it last, is. and last but not least
4: welcome to all things scottish <laughs> our slogan is if it's no scottish it's clap.
2: that's right our good friend adam gordon from scotland yes. celebrates another trip around the sun adam i know you're listening i know you're listening so happy birthday have a little bit of scotch the Petey kind on me my friend happy birthday <laughs> to everybody That's listening.
1: Oh, what time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. Brought to you by Shaker Recruitment Marketing. It's time for events, kids. Uh, TA Week is upon us. It is next week. Mm -hmm. And on Monday, the 29th from 2 to 5, that specific time, uh, we will be with Qualify at the San Diego Zoo. Now, if you're one of the first 50 to sign up, you can actually get a free ticket to the zoo. Ooh. Not to mention, have have a little (laughs) close and personal time with your favorite animals, the Chad and Cheese. So just go to (laughs) chadcheese.com slash events. You can register. It's right there with the koala. Looks like this. It looks like this in the header. Uh, When the events, get up and running that that day during ta week we're actually going to be in the qualify booth so drinking causing ruckus and doing interviews so you can see us there at the qualify booth then tuesday night after the event reception drinks uh we're heading just a mile down the road to in and out burger (laughs) with collab work with collab work so i'll be cheating on my diet and and get over it (laughs) I'm getting a free animal style burger. Yes, Joel. I said free I in and it. out burger. Yep so look for the collab work team during the, you know, TA week events, they'll have stacks of these free cards that are for, for free in and out burgers. And then again, that escalated quickly, come to in and out burger. It's only about a, a mile down. We'll probably take a little mm-hmm. walk, maybe Uber, uh, have a little Chad and cheese time, have a little animal style with your, with your night and, uh, enjoy some time with the collab work team. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Double, double with chopped peppers, fries, well
2: done mm. and a chocolate shake. That, Wow. Is what I am talking about, Chad.
1: Then we've got Transform, which is going to happen in March, March 11th through 14th, where we're going to be at the win for Transform <laughs> in Vegas. Our, our buddy, EEOC Commissioner Keith Sonderling is going to be there, plus over 3,000 attendees, 100 investors, 500 startups, 300 speakers. Damn. Damn. First time that we've been to uh, Transform and I... I'm fucking stoked. So if you guys are not, listener, listen up. Go to chadcheese.com slash events. If you're not going to these events, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in San Diego, go. If you're thinking about, I don't know, hitting a little Vegas time, go. Go to chadcheese.com slash events and register. We're going
2: to be everywhere, guys. You're going to be so sick of us when this is over. (laughs) Oh, I can't. Can't Stop it! All right, Chad, LinkedIn is pissing off everybody. According to the sourcing community, LinkedIn has apparently made significant changes to public profiles, Hmm. removing headline, about, experience, and education sections. This reduction could affect sourcing tools and competitors relying on LinkedIn data. While tools like Phantom Buster and SalesQL still work, LinkedIn X-Ray's functionality is limited with some information now inaccessible. Certain details, such as school grades, are no longer visible on public profiles. Of course, all of this drives people to LinkedIn's internal search, which requires a subscription to Recruiter, Recruiter Lite, or Sales Navigator for access to fuller data. This isn't a money grab, is it, Chad? What What are your thoughts on this news? So,
1: after the high Q ruling, how can anybody be surprised that this is happening? I mean, we. We're talking about this years ago when little bitty baby HiQ Labs was taking on LinkedIn for -hmm. this same exact information grab, right? So, you know, the the big question is, does the profile belong to – does your profile belong to you or does it belong to LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn won. HiQ got smashed, And now, get ready. They're going to be building higher walls in that wall garden, which means higher prices. Mm -hmm. The question is, what will Seek Out, Find Them, and Hire EZ do if they're locked out? Or they get crunched with higher Mm -hmm. prices, right? And let's face it, those platforms are superior search products compared to LinkedIn tools. So this feels like a very Mm anti-competitive, very anti-innovation move by LinkedIn that, to be quite frank, we've all been waiting for. Will the vendors get locked out? Will prices go even higher? Hiring companies are already paying through the fucking nose when it comes to the recruiter seats. Um, And we need competition in this space. We need new tools. We need new infrastructure. Structure And this stifles all of that. But last but not least, LinkedIn is going to say, hey, it's all about privacy. No, bullshit. Don't buy the, the, the privacy excuse from LinkedIn when they throw it at you, right? Because that's bullshit. If LinkedIn was worried about privacy, they wouldn't be selling your data already. Okay, so yes, uh-huh. this is really anti-competitive, and I don't know. I'd be throwing the Microsoft name in there, and I'd be going full antitrust. Sounds like you're you're wishing for our friend Elon
2: to, uh, you know, get his LinkedIn killer uh, built no, in, in I, fast I fashion, so that uh, so that the the trust issues go away, <laughs> or maybe Google uh, could finally wake up and provide a product that's no. That's competitive. I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. I don't know. Hey, TikTok. Let's try and take over. Um, now, so higher prices for sure. No, like yeah. you're going to like people bitch about LinkedIn's pricing. Well, guess what? You're going to really bitch when they go up uh, next year. Um, yeah. If, if I'm a service like seek out, I'm really nervous. Uh, and we talk about, uh, Anoop's relationship with Bill Gates, and they're real friendly with Microsoft. Now, maybe there's a little hush-hush deal where Seekout will be okay, or they'll be able to, to access stuff like they normally are. But this clearly yeah. looks like a moat build, a, a, a monopoly grab by LinkedIn, um, and you can't blame them because – Everyone's letting them do it, whether it's the justice system, the government, the consumers. Uh, this is where this, So, number one on that is is uh, the cut prices are going to go up, and unfortunately, when we have monopolies, quality typically goes down. So, don't expect a lot of innovation uh, with those price increases. Unfortunately, no. at, at LinkedIn, now a little history lesson for the kids out there: sourcing used to be this thing where the real freakazoids were doing it, right? The Shalleys, the Strouds, the the Levy, like the Shannons. Uh, You'd go to these sessions in 2005 about uh, 80 search engines to use that no one knows about to find people. And then eventually solutions were created to take the Brainiac Freakazoid Sorcerer out of the picture. Basically, you can be a common person, not know anything about Boolean searches, and you can find people with our database. And that worked really well Mm -hmm. as long as LinkedIn played the game. LinkedIn's not playing the game anymore. So not only are the vendors going to be at risk, but the the people who are sorcerers in quotes, but not really sorcerers mm-hmm. like like the Steve Levies of the world, um, what are they going to do when they actually have to learn what those folks know? So I think we're going to go back to the future where the freaks and geeks at SourceCon are now going to be the ones that rule the world because you look at Posts are starting to go up about okay LinkedIn has fucked us how do we get around it how do we how do we do searches on Google and other places to like circumvent the the what's yeah. on LinkedIn because we all know LinkedIn's not going to block Google's uh, search or spiders because they still need to be on linked or a Google searches so that's one thing I think if you can leverage Google like these folks know then you're probably going to be safe in terms of LinkedIn. So my points were simply like we were super geeky, then not so much. We're going back to super geeky. Prices are going up. And I think uh, if you're if you're heading SourceCon, and I recently did a show with our friend Jim Stroud, I think there's going to be an escalated uh, interest in what sourcing tools and tricks and things are going out there because a lot of people are going to freak out when uh, things they get from LinkedIn they can't get anymore.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of these tools probably have a database built that was LinkedIn in the first place. Yeah. Now, the big difference is being able to enrich those profiles moving forward, right? But at least you have a base of information. This is going to, I believe, and I hope, actually push the rest of it, the industry uh, to stop being so fucking lazy, okay? We've talked about this several times. I remember talking to Gary Zukowski when he created Tweet My Jobs. Mm-hmm way back in the day when 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 we were blasting jobs on Twitter. I asked Gary, I was like, what happens, dude, if Twitter just cuts you off? He's like, I'm fucked, right? <laughs> the exact same type of scenario. If you lean that hard on any other platform that you don't own or you don't have control over, you put yourself in this situation. So what this is going to do is it's going to do a couple of different things. First and foremost, A lot of those bigger platforms already have the data. The question is, how do they now flip it into Mm -hmm. something that can be more enriching, right? then we've got to take a look at infrastructure, building new infrastructure. We've talked about that with CV Wallet. There's another reason to be able to escalate and amplify that type of of, uh, platform. And last but not least, now maybe employers, when they get stuck with this new bill, they'll start looking at who's actually using the platform. Right. And they'll cut their they'll cut their seats in half. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this uh, encourages or motivates employers to look at
2: their own database that they've probably spent millions of dollars to build. That is their own little LinkedIn uh, that they can access, as well as upskilling, training their folks so they don't leave, keeping retention high. Uh, Getting off the teat of LinkedIn is a good thing. (laughs) For everybody, <laughs> trust me, that evil yes. evil LinkedIn.
0: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore.
2: All right, let's go into some money and acquisition news, shall we? Uh, first up, England's Hewler, Hewler, I hardly even know her, has Hewler. secured 1.5 million pounds in funding. The startup is a SaaS platform promising to simplify employee communications and information access, emphasizing the goal of making work simple, In the era of hybrid and remote work, the funding, along with a previous round in December 22, brings Hewler's total funding to 3.5 million pounds. Chad, your thoughts on Hewler?
1: Hewler is doing for employee engagement through tying uh, these atrocious UIs together. Uh, or the the HCM stack let's say what poetry is looking to do for recruiter enablement right so so Adam Gordon who we talked about earlier happy birthday um he he's building a recruiter desktop that pretty much pulls together all those different platforms so that a recruiter just has one place to go this is a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole on the human capital management side of the house and all of those platforms pretty much have shit UI yeah. some might have halfway's decent but together they're just horrible so to be able to tie together great employee engagement is is incredibly key right and employee experience and then employee engagement so i think platforms like this are incredibly smart as we've talked about it for years mm-hmm. is it you know is it is it smart trying to become the 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 platform that rules them all no i have i have pivoted from that hard it is the platform that ties together mm. all of the other platforms it's a hell of a lot easier to build it's not easy but it's easier to build and from a fluidity standpoint tech debt standpoint it's it's easier to maintain yeah so this largely feels like a feature uh,
2: to a lot of businesses, I think, that have money that can buy products like this. You look at you mentioned Adam Gordon. Look, this is a great product to give employees a tool where they can take everything that they want to know, whether it's education uh em- other employee activities, you name it. They can bring it in one platform. They can kind of customize that to whatever they want uh, being a remote or hybrid workforce, people are not in the office like they used to be. So, a tool like this makes a lot of sense. I just think it's 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 the goal of this company is not to be a product, but more of a feature that an ATS or uh, you know a, a, a paradox potentially could uh, create as as a, an extension of what they are already doing. So, not a ton of money, uh, not a lot of heat here, but I think potentially uh, an acquisition play in the next. 48 to uh, 72 months.
1: I think it's genius, to be quite frank. You've got all these different UIs that are shit. You time together, you make them beautiful. And that's how you get people to actually use your platforms. And that's one of the issues that we have adoption for many of the users that are out there. Why? Because it's it's clunky, it's shitty, it's horrible. If you have them go through the same experience and it's nice and it's fluid, again, we're humans, we like to look at pretty stuff. This is going to, this just makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. All right, Ceridian. Small little company,
2: you may have heard of them, is set to acquire Illumi, a learning experience platform provider. The move aligns with the growing global learning management system market, estimated to reach $55 billion by 2032. Chad, your thoughts on this move by Ceridian?
1: So we're going to start to see big lumbering systems like Ceridian gobble up other proven platforms like Illumi mm-hmm. as a, a way to eject pieces, parts of their old tech into the ether. So instead of ditching an old system and building from the ground up, Ceridian is amputating a limb and replacing it with a bionic limb. So the the hard part is when Ceridian has to replace the heart of the system because you can replace all the limbs, but the core – the hard that drives everything, that's gonna be the hard part. So what we're seeing here is is a basic evolution. I like mm-hmm. the whole six million dollar man kind of scenario. Yep. But uh but but you still have to replace the core someday. How are they going to do that? That's going to be the hard part for Ceridian, but very smart.
2: Uh, totally agree. Look, we've we've talked uh, on many episodes about this being the year of M&A. You're going to have a lot of companies mm-hmm. that have run out of money. A lot of startups are like, what's our next move? You know, raising money isn't what it was like in 2021. Uh, it's not flowing like it was. So our next move is probably an acquisition. Uh, so for these guys, a Ceridian makes perfect sense. For Ceridian, it makes perfect sense as well. Uh, we talked about LinkedIn having more control. So bringing stuff back in. Upskilling, educating, retaining employees uh, in the way that Illumi's product does makes total sense. And we're going to have a lot of stories like this uh, going going into the future. Uh, probably a little bit of an aqua hire as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Big companies can bring really good employees, startup founders, etc. Uh, to the company for a pretty small price tag from what they would normally have to do. Uh, anyway, by the way, the market, uh, Wall Street loved this move. Uh, the stock was up quite a bit uh, after the announcement. So, Wall Street as well, likes what Ceridian's doing in addition to Chad and Cheese. All right, next up, New York based fintech Daily Pay has raised $75 million in equity financing and the company secured a $100 million expansion of its credit facility. The latest equity raise valued Daily Pay at $1.75 billion. On a pre-money Hello. basis, marking a 75% increase. Wow. Yeah. Daily Pay, which offers an on-demand pay solution for corporates, corporate plans to use the funds to accelerate product development and expand into new markets and categories. Chad, your thoughts on getting paid daily. daily so this day. is Ceridian's next acquisition. <laughs> That's a bigger acquisition.
1: Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> <is>. A big <laughs> core next-gen pay system. Let's say ADP. You want to add again these next gen pay systems to your stack, uh, and, and again, you you get rid of that old system, you mm-hmm. put on the new system, or you you know obviously use it in conjunction with. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is literally just an upgrade in your capabilities, and this uh, we're going to see it over and over and over as these big monolith systems uh, start to replace old dilapidated uh, dilapidated tech. Mm-hmm. So when
2: Chad and I were growing up, if we wanted to watch a show, let's, let's call Married with Children. Uh, we wanted to watch Al Bundy and, and Kelly and the gang. Uh, we, we had to wait, we had to wait yes. a week till yes. the show came out. If it wasn't in season, we had to wait four months, five months for the new season to come out. Yeah. Nobody thinks like that anymore. People think I want to watch this, like, give it to me now, whether I'm, I'm on the go, I'm at home, wherever I'm I want it right on now demand. and pay is no different. Uh, right. my, my 17-year-old gets paid every two weeks, and, and on that two-week like sort of uh, milestone, because it goes in his savings, which I control, he's on my ass asking about, <laughs> where's my money, bitch? Uh, he, he should be getting paid <clears throat> daily or whenever he wants after he works a shift. This is just a sign of the times, uh, and this is where stuff is going. I think, additionally, this is going to be the brand that is the Coke of the sort of daily pay on demand solutions. They're talking about IPO in 2025. I totally like when, when you are a 75% increase in valuation, clearly you have, you have told a story that says we're going to grow immensely in the next year. Next gen, baby. Yeah, it is. So say those nuggets. We don't give stock advice, but this is a stock that is is going to be one I think that will excite a lot of people because it goes beyond recruiting. It's like a lifestyle. This is a change. This is a sea change in how people are paid um, and good on them. Good on them. Yeah. Excited. Exciting company and looking forward to talking about them more in the future. All right. Bold.com. B O L D has acquired flex jobs terms were not disclosed Flex jobs based in Colorado and founded in 2007 offers a database of remote and flexible job listings that are hand screened for legitimacy the brand is expected to be preserved under bull.com's ownership Chad your thoughts
1: I think the hand screen thing's gonna go away uh, and uh, bull.com that's a that's a great domain it's not but bad. I have never I've never heard of these guys Out have of you Puerto Rico? How often do we talk about a Puerto Rican company? 700 global employees. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, FlexJobs launched in 2006 with a single round of funding and before remote and hybrid was really a thing. Yeah. So they waited patiently and they got their their, their payday. And, I, and we talk a lot about startups on this show. But I'd like to say there are amazing Smaller mm-hmm. job sites and recruitment tools that provide that have been around for years that provide great services and more importantly, clear, mad cash mm-hmm. every month. Uh, not every company has to go public to be successful. So kudos to Sarah Sutton and FlexJobs, Jobs. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what Bold actually does to this site because I can guarantee you there's not going to be hand wringing or <laughs> shifting or sifting or any of that that's going to be happening. They're going to they're going to make this more of a an inefficient platform.
2: Yeah. It's a curious acquisition. Um I remember FlexJobs when they launched back when I was writing uh, Cheesehead and it was sort of lack of a better word, it was kind of bold at the time, you know, uh, laptops, Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi at the coffee shop. Like we just started thinking about working remotely and being flexible Mm -hmm. with, you know, particularly mothers working from home and then going like, right. It was a cute idea. And it it took like technology where it is today, the pandemic um, for these guys really to get any kind of exposure. I think it was almost a lifestyle business. I, I I don't know them that well. So this felt like, you know, they've been in business for almost 20 years. Uh, you know, there was no big swings. There was no big raises, even when they could have. Uh, in yeah. 2021, a, a site called Flex Jobs that had been around since the mid aughts could have raised mm-hmm. money, like no joke. So to me, this felt like a lifestyle business, maybe after 20 years, uh, she said, it's time to move on. Uh, and there was a relationship there for whatever reason. And bold came knocking We're really strange company out of Puerto Rico. I think they have Warsaw, uh, Poland office and, and somewhere else. So we should dig in a little more about bold.com and what they're doing. Cause it is a great domain and maybe they just mm-hmm. been under the radar. Um, but yeah, this, this is kind of a curious one. It's not one of those, uh, you know, round pegs and a round hole that makes sense to us. It's a little bit Mm -hmm. interesting. So uh, yeah, I got nothing else
1: but that she might not she might have enough money banked that she can just go off and do whatever the hell she wants for the rest of her life. A lot of these smaller these smaller job sites they're raking in cash because yeah. they have they have a low amount of employees, right? Not much overhead and they are making money hand over fist with regard to obviously the proportionality of having a very small staff, sure. right? So being able to, to to sock away cash. I mean, hell, she might who knows? She might be one of the richest people uh, we don't know.
2: Yeah, these are the uh, you know frozen yogurt shops in your local uh, community. <laughs> you know the 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 entrepreneur that has five shops and is banking ten million a dollar. You know ten million net pay every year. Uh, now, yeah, it totally could be success, a, a baby. story like that. Look, she was the first one flexible job, so she had companies early because she was the only game in town. Kind of doing this, they probably stuck with her for twenty years, and then she ended up getting new new customers and and maybe she said, "Screw it, I'm out, I'm done." after 20 years. So good on her if that's the case. Congrats to Sarah. Another person having, having a good week is uh, President Joe Biden. Let's talk about him after the break.
3: Just a tip. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. PandoIQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with PandoIQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. PandoIQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to
1: doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to PandoLogic.com. That's PandoLogic.com. All right, Chad, let's talk about Uncle Joe. The United Auto Workers have
2: endorsed President Joe Biden for re-election. Despite earlier resistance, the endorsement comes after Biden's support during a UAW picket line. Union boss Sean Fain criticized former President Trump, emphasizing Biden's commitment to the American worker. Another Biden news: Robo calls went out ahead of the New Hampshire election, <laughs> featuring Joe Biden's voice, and I put "voice" in quotes there, telling people to save their yeah. vote for November in the general election and to skip the primary. Clearly, AI's evil hand at work. Chad, your thoughts on all things Joe this week?
1: Well, I thought it was pretty amazing. He wasn't even on the ballot in New Hampshire; they you had to write him yeah. in, and he still won seventy five percent of the votes. Yep. That's that's pretty fucking big. Um, but I mean, when it comes to the robocall stuff, kids strap it on because we're <laughs> just getting started. I mean, the the election cycle will have people questioning what's real and what's not. We, the Chad and Cheese podcast, we're working with a reputable company, Veritone, who cloned our voices mm-hmm. for use in Portuguese, German, Spanish, and French versions of this show. But some platforms allow you to upload any voice or video no matter if you have rights or not. So this is just the beginning. And a lot of these AI companies are saying, well, you know, they're using the the impersonators' uh, defense. Well, for years, we've had voice impersonators doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we're going to have to draw a line somewhere on where somebody owns their voice, they own their likeness, because this is going to get way, way way out of out of field very quickly um and when it comes to the uaw the first president to join a picket line uh you know trump went to a non-union shop and talked shit about the union so what did you expect sean Fein to do right i mean what did you expect him to do he's already motherfuckers already got a chip on his shoulder as it is and he said donald trump stands against everything we stand for as a society that escalated quickly damn that's big. Now the UAW isn't as big as they used to be, mm-hmm. but they are on a march to get bigger.
2: So on the the election side, we kind of uh, we kind of talked about this uh, that mm-hmm. his, sort of Biden yeah. being the figurehead and and doing at least the the optics of that were very positive for him. And yeah, either one of us or both of us said, look, if if the UAW ends up winning this and Biden is attached to it, uh, it's going to be huge. For the election and Joe Biden, um, and here we are, right? Here we are with the endorsement. Let's let's make it official. Mm. Some critics said it took longer than they thought, and my guess is there's some back sort of back room negotiation, like sort of. I mean, knowing how Sean Fain operates, there might have been some real, like sc- you know, screwing in like some some negotiation tactics to get something uh, that he wanted or the the union wanted. So, look, news media outlets are great about hey, here's a national poll. Trump is leading, you know, it's, it's closing the gap. It's real uh, people in this country and particularly outside of the country who is president is basically a decision that five or so States make. And and within those five or so States uh, it's a few precincts and counties that, that decide who the president is. So when you hear like national polls, who cares? Like it doesn't, it's not a popular vote, right? There's a system here and Michigan is one of those States. Uh, that's going to decide who the president is in 2024. And Chad, as you mentioned, the union is smaller than it used to be. However, there are old union guys and gals uh, that may not be working, yeah. but still respect the union. There are families yeah. that are attached to these workers. So take mm-hmm. each worker and maybe plus five, uh, if you include family and, and whatever. So so if Fane and the union can bring Michigan uh, to Biden, um, it may, that may be game over. Uh, For the presidency. So this is really, really huge um, to me for the election of of 2024. Now on the on the AI. Yeah, (laughs) strap on, (laughs) buckle up, bend over, whatever, uh, whatever you want to use. But this is just starting, man. Um, and, And I can tell you people my dad's age, our parents age will have no clue. When they get a no. call from Joe Biden or Donald Trump, they're going to freak out thinking it's really Donald Trump or Joe Biden. They won't know. And and by the way, like governor's races, Senate races, congressional races, you don't have to be president uh, to to like do this. And yeah. someone getting a call from their local congressman, you might be are like, oh, shit, I've heard him on TV or her on, you know, on the news. And this, yeah. wow, you're really calling me like people will not put the two and two together. So this is super dangerous. And when you look at, uh, you know, Trump has been pretty clear on Ukraine funding, getting out of that situation. So if I'm if I'm Vladimir Putin, I'm I'm calling all my cyberpunks and saying, like, how do we get people persuaded to get Trump in office? He's also been very anti NATO in many respects. So, like. Russia is going to be on the offensive on this. And by the way, who owns TikTok? Oh, the Chinese. Well, the Chinese might have a vested interest in Russia uh, benefiting from, you know, who gets an office and what happens there. So I, I foresee some crazy stuff. 80% of it won't get reported or noticed. Uh, it'll be calls to grandma that no one hears or sees. It'll be like a, a social media post to, a, a newly eighteen year old that doesn't know any better like this is gonna get really bad and it'll be a problem we have to address in twenty twenty eight it, it it may it may potentially like rock the election this year i'm I'm a little scared frankly
1: well I mean we saw what social media did with Cambridge analytica yeah, that's, that's and that play. is nothing yeah. compared to this yeah. shit so yeah we'll we shall see. And, and it's not just the, the Biden voices or the Trump voices. We're talking about celebrities that people know and love and whatnot, right? Who might have yeah. a, a high ranking or rating or what have you. You, you. You're just not sure. So be aware, kids. Be aware. Yeah,
2: It's going to be crazy. All right. Shit. <laughs> All right. From one car crash to another. Uh, the future of Sports Illustrated is uncertain as publisher The Arena Group lost the license for the iconic U.S. sports periodical slash magazine. The Arena Group, which had a 10-year licensing deal with owner Authentic Brands Group, reportedly missed a $3.7 million payment leading to the termination of the agreement. As a result, Mm -hmm. Arena announced layoffs for almost all SI staff. This comes after SI was discovered publishing pieces under fake author names, speaking Mm -hmm. of naughty AI, and profile images that were generated by AI for the quote unquote authors. The future of SI remains uncertain, pending negotiations within the next 90 days. Chad, your take on SI and frankly, what may, what may be a sign of things to come for media in general?
1: Yeah, I think, I think SI is dead at this point um and, and a lot of this does, it has to do with failed business models it doesn't have to do with content okay and that's one of the things that we have to we have to understand is that i don't believe that bard or chat gpt has what is necessary to make these publications rock and roll? Because let's say, for instance, like SI was a staple for anyone who cared deeply about sports. How did you know what somebody loved sports? Well, y- you went to their house and you saw that they had a, a Sports Illustrated on the coffee table. They had a subscription. SI had thoughtful and knowledgeable journalists that had deep connections into teams, scouts, players, leadership, they knew what was going on, they had the the DNA of sports right what 's bard 's not going to have that chat gpt 's not going to have that, and this is just we 're just going to talk about a microcosm of sports for all of journalism. This is the key the tech doesn 't have these types of connections mm-hmm. right these relationships, these insiders right, or the experience so for me, I really think that what we have to do, especially from a journalism and, and news outlet standpoint, is we have to take a look at news, new business models. Because if we do lean heavy into ChatGPT and, and Bard or any large language model, it's just going to all start coming out as generic shit, right? And that's what's going to happen. It's kind of like music it, it, for, for, for a while yeah. on uh, adult contemporary radio stations, it sounded like the same shit over and over and over. That's what's going to happen. So I think we we'll are take a look at business models, change business models, and people will still have a role.
2: I cannot underestimate how important. Sports Illustrated was uh, to my childhood. Uh, only Playboy uh, as a magazine had more of an impact on who I was.
1: Talking about the swimsuit edition? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Well, yeah, just that one. <laughs> uh, no. Um, although I didn't have to sneak SI from my dad uh, right. to check it out. Yeah. yeah. All you kids on Pornhub uh, can remember how lucky you are to have. On-demand porn. Anyway, I, I used to cut out the 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 covers and put them on my wall. I remember uh, yeah. Celtic Pride, oh, with yeah. Larry Bird, putting on the wall. I remember like uh, anyway, it, it was a staple in my in my upbringing. Uh, it, it, they just didn't change with the times. Uh, we've got Barstool and other online components. You have sites like and services like that that have now given us Pat McAfee and celebrities that are now putting content out. That is more digestible, fun, controversial, etc. And yeah, there, yeah. there's just less room for real journalism. But I do think that more and more of this automated content creation, even if it's a hybrid of like, hey, we have enough stories that look human and are, are nuanced mm-hmm. enough that we can throw in this crap and just keep the Google God's happy by creating content. So SI is, is just sort of the tip of the iceberg, the, the canary in the coal mine. I think this is going to be a story that we continue to talk about. I know the LA Times had a big layoff, uh, I think, this week. So we're going to see local papers. And by the way, local local news media has been gutted. These sto- like political stories locally, the Castro congressman, you know, local media knew about that. They just couldn't get it out. There wasn't a paper that everyone read that they could uh, learn it's about this It's all business
1: model. Yeah. It's all business model. They were paid by the fucking classifieds, which are dead. If they would have found a different stream of revenue, we would not be having this discussion. It's business model. It's too late. This is all great stuff. (laughs) You know, I don't think it's too late. I think there could be a revival.
2: I love your optimism. I love your optimism. (laughs)
1: That's why
2: I'm here. Listen to an ad and we'll be right back, people.
1: Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking
0: crazy pills.
4: and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: All right, Chad, can I interest you in some Google Is our final story? Oh, little yes. little little pivot there. Thanks. I wanted to talk about weird. I want I wanted to talk about a farting farting airline passenger, uh, but Chad wanted to talk about <laughs> Google. So here we go. Sorry, listeners. Google is Sorry. attempting to reduce reduce its workforce in South Korea, but some employees are refusing to resign. (laughs) About 10 out of roughly 800 workers in Seoul accepted the company's suggestion to resign, but Korean labor laws may protect them from dismissal without just cause. Google has faced industry-wide layoffs leading to the formation of a union of 100 workers in Korea to address job security concerns. The union aims to negotiate voluntary resignations with the company rather than workers accepting Recommended resignations from Big G. Chad, what are your thoughts on what sounds like uh, an action movie from the '80s? Bruce Willis needs to come in and, and save these uh, save these workers. What you got?
1: Well, I mean, it, we just heard Brittany earlier during shout outs talk about well, because you overhired now, you fucked me. Bloating staff is purely irresponsible. We've seen all these companies who like men, a lot of the Fang companies, right? they bloated their ranks because they had the money to, and because they obviously trying to steal or at least keep great talent away from their competitors. That's irresponsible. They were bloating their ranks. Hiring staff to keep them away from your competitors, that's anti-competitive, right? That is totally anti-competitive. So what has Google done here in America? Well, like all the other fan companies, they just go to a pure layoff. Mm -hmm. If we had a system like this, (laughs) They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. They would have to be responsible, right? So what do we do to ensure that companies uh, like Google become responsible and curb anti-competitive measures? Well, it sounds like countries like South Korea and France have the answer. There are consequences to business actions, but unfortunately, the consequences are only fall on the employee, not the employer. Mm -hmm. These types of measures would make companies think twice about who they hire, how they hire, and being more responsible. We focus way too much on the shareholder, although in this case, this brings the shareholder and the stakeholder together. We have to focus on the shareholder and we have to focus on the stakeholder, the employees, because if we don't, We might just have to keep them around.
2: Come on, Google. Come on, Google. You know, (laughs) uh, it's fucking awesome. So, so culturally, whether you agree or not, uh, America is really good at firing people. Uh, There are very little government regulations. Not CEOs, though. Yeah. Well, yes, and there are golden parachutes that that workers typically don't get. But we are really good. At hiring fast and firing fast. And when American companies take that mentality to Europe, parts of Asia, et cetera, uh, (laughs) and they think they can just lay off people. I love these suggestions. Like we're suggesting that you leave the company uh, immediately. Yeah. Uh, So culturally, like it just doesn't vibe uh, with what Americans uh, consider. And American companies need to start thinking like, hey, if we're, if we're setting up shop in this country, what are we getting into? And to Chad's point, like, let's slow down the hiring. Let's, like, be thoughtful around this because it's going to be really hard to fire these people if we make a mistake. Do that here. Oh, that's not going to happen here.
1: Do that here. No, that it ain't happen. That's so much bullshit. There's no though.
2: government reality that I could ever think about in America where we, we turn into something like that.
1: Yeah, because we don't give a shit about our
2: employees. That's the problem. Yep. All right, Chad, I'm pulling an Audible. I'm talking about the farting, uh, farting guy <laughs> on the, on the airlines. Okay. Quick, real quickly, an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin was reportedly delayed when a passenger loudly passed gas and engaged in a confrontational exchange with others. <laughs> the incident led to the plane returning to the gate and the gassy passenger was removed from the flight. The confrontation caused a delay of up to 30 minutes. I mean, what a butthole. You know, what I'm saying like, am I right? Can, can we all just breathe a sigh of relief uh, that this issue was, was, uh, was, was came to a close. Uh, and by the way, when is Elon going to take us all to Uranus?
0: We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey.